Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. Well, this afternoon, we are sitting down with Dr. Mark Bagans, who is the founder, medical director, and probably have a couple other different titles to go with this, but with... (laughs) But with Chesapeake Medical Imaging, how are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. It's it's nice to meet you. And did I get all your titles correct? Yeah, there's always those other ones you add on there when you're the the head of a, a small company, which is you know the bottle washer and the floor sweeper. Okay. But, but essentially, yes, the um, founder and kind of medical director are kind of the the best titles to use. Well, we're right here at 122 Defense Highway, which is, and I, I hate to use Best Buy as the reference, but it's a little bit up from Best Buy uh, on the on the right hand side and Home Depot and-, <laughs> and and Home Depot and one of my favorites is Sunny's Deli, which is right on the right on the corner of the building. But first. Well, you're celebrating a birthday this year. You are 20 years old, not you, but your business is 20 years. You founded this in 2001? Right. And in July of 2001 is when we opened our doors as a um, single outpatient radiology center uh, here in Annapolis. And it was a, gosh, it was a lifetime ago. And and, um, you still have your hair. It's awesome. Yeah. And and it's, (laughs) it's the real thing. Maybe not quite as as thick and, and lush as it used to be, though. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. But so, what is what is your background? How did you come to Annapolis and get into medical imaging here? Well, I moved to the Annapolis area when I was in training, doing a radiology fellowship in a part of radiology called neuroradiology, which is really kind of brain and central nervous system and, and spine imaging. And I did a postgraduate work at University of Maryland, Baltimore, and moved to the Annapolis area then, and just never left. But um, after, after training, I started working in uh, Washington, D.C. at Howard University and was on the faculty there for a number of years, but didn't want to leave Annapolis and saw an opportunity to uh, hang out my shingle, so to speak, here in Annapolis and open a, uh, open a radiology facility here. Now, you are a radiologist. Is that, you know, are radiologists automatically, is that a medical Doctor, okay, that I'm is co- you know, correct. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I will, I will warn you that as we discuss, uh, my ignorance is going to come flowing no, right out here. That, <laughs> that's fine. There, there, there are two kinds of radiologists traditionally, but the the word radiologist now has become uh, synonymous with somebody who's a diagnostic radiologist, and that's a, a medical doctor who then did a subspecialty residency in. Um, diagnostic radiology. The other side of radiology is what they call now radiation oncology, and they're the people who use radiation machines to treat cancers. But that's not um, the type of radiology we do. Okay, okay. Where diagnostic imaging is what we do. Okay, so in a pinch, you could give me some stitches if I cut my arm. Could do that, and ha- it's been a number of years since I have, but it, but might do a good job even. I always <laughs> always like suturing up wounds. Well, so 20 years ago, though, Annapolis was rife for a, a radiology? I mean, I, I know we are sort of a hub of 
the medical community for certainly Anne Arundel County and the region. Uh, we've got AAMC that's, you know, the large campus that moved up probably about, they moved here in, well, shortly before you started this to their new campus. I, just as a women's hospital, just as OP, they were still downtown when we opened, I believe, okay. uh, the main hospital was. Um, but it was all about the same time, though. The the uh, the women's hospital where they're doing the baby deliveries was actually on that campus, um, but it was a slow transition. But about the same time, the downtown hospital had closed and they moved out here. And Annapolis wasn't necessarily open for new business to come into town. Uh, we we had to earn it. Um, it was a uh, there were two very solid, respectable, great radiology practices in town. The the uh, group that was at the hospital, and then there was a group that had had been bought by a, a company called American Radiology. So there were two. There there was radiology service in Annapolis, and our role was um, filling in the gaps where we saw an opportunity, that, a, a need that wasn't being met. And um, so that's where we kind of had to find that uh, thread that needle and find the success and, and deliver something that we think was maybe not getting delivered quite as well as it could be. Okay. Well, you, you mentioned that Chesapeake Medical Imaging is not the um, what the onco- radiology oncology. So you're you're doing imaging, anything with, Di- with diagnostic <laughs> medical imaging. And, and for instance, when we started that very first office, we started we just had one machine. Radiology has a whole bunch of different machines. They call them modalities, you know. But we had just MRI. That was the only thing we had. So when we opened, we were an MRI-only radiology practice. And that was part of our niche. Okay, well, what what are you? What types of images are available through uh, CMI? Well, now we we are really full-service radiology, and this will let you understand what radiology does now. So we still do MRI, and that's still our focus, and we do a, a lot of MRI, and we do more of that than anything else. But we also do a lot of CAT scans. We do a lot of PET scans. What's the we, difference? Well, a PET scan is a typically for cancer imaging. It can find cancers and identify where a cancer might be in the body if it's hiding someplace, whereas a CAT scan is uh, – less cancer-specific and more broad-based for looking inside the body. For like a tumor or something along those lines? Tumors and appendicitis and lung nodules and heart disease and, you know, fractures. And um, ultrasound is another thing that we're very busy with. I've got three kids. I know what they are. Yeah. (laughs) And um, regular old X-ray, this standard old way that radiology started in 1893 with a guy named Wilhelm Rinken, you know, his right. first thing, that was the beginning of radiology 130 years ago. Uh, and so we still do regular x-rays, just not as much as they used to be used. Uh, to be honest with you, I have never been a patient here, uh, although I have driven three people here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know I, every time I've been here, the parking lot has been jammed. Which is a good thing for you. That's always <laughs> that's always a good sign. But you know, how do you work? I mean, are you all just referrals? Is that what doc, pretty much a doctor that, just refers you? That is what it is. We are at the beck and call of the referring physicians in the community. They need help figuring out a problem with one of their patients. They um, want to have a diagnosis either confirmed or they suspect something's wrong. They're not really sure what it's going to be. They send them to us and say, can you help us figure out what's going on? This person has abdominal pain. We don't know if it's just 
an upset stomach or is it an ulcer or is it a tumor of the pancreas? Is it a cancer of the colon? Is it something else? Can you help us figure this out? So they'll come to us and um, we'll provide that service and, and um, hopefully work with the referring doctors and provide them answers so the patients can get treatment. So then it is a team effort. I mean, I guess prior to really having that ability to refer to a radiologist or something like that, they're going in and they may not even do this anymore, but I guess would be exploratory surgery. Radiology does help remove the need for exploratory surgery. That was one of the benefits of the um, CAT scan revolution, which has really been around for going on 50 years now. But that was the ability to see in the app and find things without actually having to go in there and look. Well, non-invasive is the way to go. I mean, I know uh, but the way that they can do with the arthroscopic surgeries and the cameras and everything else is pretty, pretty amazing what they have yep. anymore. How did you personally get into radiology? What turned you on as you were going through medical school into that as opposed to? Well, that, that's, everybody has their own story of how they followed their pathway in medicine. Mine was... Um, you have to decide what you're going to go into in medical school before you really know what it is. It's really second year in medical school when you're still in the lecture hall. You haven't really even been in the hospital seeing patients, but at least back when I was training, that's the way it was set up. You're supposed to start deciding what you want to do, and, and it was difficult. I knew that radiology, MRI was just coming around. I knew there were some really cool technologies that were around just around the corner, and I talked with enough people that were mid-career saying, do you like what you're doing? What else would you like to have done? And if you could do it again, what would you do? And I asked that question of people that I respected. Sure. Um, you know, internists and pediatricians and ophthalmologists and orthopedic surgeons and radiologists. And there was a general tendency for radiology to kind of like be elevated up on people, insiders' opinions about what they would do in medicine if they could do it again. There were enough people who said, I think radiology is the coolest thing and it's got the brightest future right now. And, um, you know, those were non-radiologists sometimes said that. And so I said, okay, that's enough of a gamble. If you have enough mentors and people you respect who really know medicine much more than you do could say so I kind of put my eggs in that basket and said I'm going to give it a try and um, applied for a residency in radiology and at at graduation of medical school and you know that was the end of it and I've been really happy with that decision well Um, done insight you know feel somewhat lucky because I made that decision no absolutely I mean there's got to be nothing worse than working in a career that you you know you get down up in the morning and you slug yourself down the stairs and oh, okay yeah. got to go to work again so i mean it sounds like you have, this is you know you're loving it right um which is great well what is you you mentioned the technology that was coming up and everything else when you were going through medical school but and you've been around for 20 years as a practice here in annapolis what technology has changed i mean has it really just gone Nuts, because I, t- I talk about older people. I mean, I've got some, you know, my parents are just recently passed away, but I said, you know, what they have wit- had witnessed in their lifetime, right? you know, from the start of the cars to, you know, the industrial, you know, the, just all the way through telephones with, that weren't party lines to cell phones to computers to... Right. It's been, I mean, it's been a revolution. I think radiology has really, really changed. I, so my... I graduated medical school in 1988, which that's really a couple lifetimes ago. And in that year, there was one MRI scanner in the city of Washington, D.C., where I was in medical school. 
you know, there was another one at NIH and uh, another one someplace else in kind of the suburban Maryland area. So there were three of them in the whole Washington area. Now they're going to be 300. So it was at the birth of the MRI revolution. And so I got to experience that. MRI went from something that was really unheard of for clinical use. Sometimes it'd be a special test you could get for somebody suspected of a brain tumor, but really nobody was... It was, it was unheard of for the most part back when I graduated from medical school. And it rapidly, rapidly changed. Within five years, it was seen as such a valuable tool. No radiation, no ionizing radiation, no x-rays, but is able to look inside the brain, look inside the abdomen, look inside the spine, and give exquisite information. And so all of a sudden, MRI is where I kind of put my focus in my career to begin with, and I've really loved that as a technology. I'm pretty sure I have, um, I tore my um quadricep tendon. Mm-hmm. And I had an MRI at the hospital, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I, I, I fell asleep during it. I don't know whether I'm unusual or not, but I know it was making a lot of noise. And my, my girlfriend was like, you fell asleep? I said, yeah, it was, it was like a 20 minute nap. It was great. It was, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Uh, just sort of not t- unusual. That, that certainly happens. The other side of the spectrum is people Freak get out. a Yeah, they are uncomfortable in that, that space. And that's a, the other, that's a problem sometimes. Oh, I'm sure. Well, that's, that looks like the, you're jamming you through the little donut, mm-hmm. <laughs> donut hole and rotating it around you there. Um, but that's uh, – well, you have – are not just here at 122 uh, Defense Highway. You have, since 2001, expanded. You've got 13 different locations across um, – I would say the county, but you've got a lot in Anne Arundel County, but you're out on the eastern shore as well. Right. So we've got four offices in Anne Arundel County. We've got three on the eastern shore. We're in Easton, we're in Chestertown, and we're on Ken Island. And then we're also up in the Baltimore Beltway area. We're in Catonsville, and we're in the Towson-Lutherville area. We're at White Marsh, and then we're in PG County. So we, we've been fortunate that Our version of radiology, the way we kind of have designed our delivery system, has been popular, and we've been able to deliver that to patients in kind of of an ever-expanding kind of sphere that's, we've been well-received, and it's something we're thankful for, but we also kind of think it's maybe a good sign of the way medicine's heading, too, because what we do, think we deliver a little differently is a little more personal service, a little more kindness, and maybe even a little more, a little more love that comes through um, our interactions with patients. And well, that, that I was going to ask you that. I mean, it seems like this practice could be very prone to just a line in, take your picture out, in, take your picture out. We'll send it to your doctor, and, and that's not how you operate. We, we that's not how we operate. We. Um, you know, radiology used to be a thing where the radiologists and the patients rarely interacted unless there was actually a procedure that required hands-on touch. Um, we have had a more personal approach to our patient contact, and radiology at this, during, during my career has become a more patient-centered specialty where there's more patient contact. Patients want to have more um, in, input into their diagnostic workup, so they're happy to have the interaction with radiologists. But I think our, the real thing is our technologists, the people who run the machine, they're, they're the radiology techs, the radiology technologists, our front desk people, our, our assistants that are helping the process, their kindness 
you know, we've, we've been so fortunate that we have a team of people that are really, really uh, committed to what they do, but also have, are able to show that warmth. And I think that's what's really helped us is that hiring smart, hiring people who um, show that sense of love in a very palpable way and know that people are uncomfortable if they're uncomfortable, can sense that, can move them through the system in a way that people know that they're the, the focal point. People, let's face it, people come to see you under a stressful situation. I mean, something is wrong. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not perfectly healthy. I just finished that marathon, and I'm great. I'm not, I'm not running down here to see you because everything is great. Uh, it's when I feel a problem or when my doctor sees a problem, something like that. And that's just – I mean, that speaks volumes to your practice to be able to sit there and say, well, you know and, – and I did see that when I checked in. Uh, and I say checked in, but when I arrived here, I, you know, at, at your front desk, I mean, they were like – you could see how they were interacting with mm-hmm. the folks in the waiting room. You could see uh, how they interacted with me saying, oh, yeah, just a minute. And uh, then they politely said, you're in the wrong place. Go, you know, go go across the parking lot and uh but it was uh, i think that's astute and that's right i mean and that what you just you just characterized something really well and i think that's what we've tried to encapsulate that and, and use that as our kind of teaching point when people are coming through the front door of our office it's because something's wrong some of them it just might be they twisted their ankle and they know that something's wrong with that and it's either broken or torn or something but other people have bigger concerns it might be you know do i have cancer or not and so they're coming in with trepidation and fear that this could be the you know what we say the first day the rest of your life like the thing the day that changes everything and um we have to realize that that is a really human event that's a life event that they may be going through and for us it's just another day at work but for them it might be maybe one of the most important days in their life now, when you get referrals from doctors and then the the empathy that your practice shows and everything else, I mean, can you pick and choose the doctors you work with? No. Or, we, we, I mean, I mean, the, they're coming with a referral, and I mean, I'm sure insurance dictates to a large degree what goes on. But I mean, it would, you know, I mean, I know there are some doctors that have, you know, that proverbial bedside manner that's just absolutely mm-hmm. horrible. Right. Um, and then there's others that are like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is you know, we need to call and follow up and I'm going to spend time with you and answer your questions and everything else has a different type of a thing. So I just didn't know whether there were some doctors that, you know, that you could sort of pick and choose or... There, don't, don't know how to answer that. There are certainly doctors who are more prone to send to us than to the other radiology facilities. And one of the reasons they may choose that is because they know there might be a, a more personal experience. That's fair. Um, but but really, the, the pick and choose isn't what we get to do. It's they, they decide that. And sometimes it's really just our, we have niches of specialization where we actually do things that we really focus on that um, maybe that's as much as we get referrals because we're particularly good at a few different things that we stand out with. Now, I, I did notice that you have three offices here in Annapolis. You've got what, parole area? which I guess this is where we are right now, mm-hmm. Bestgate mm-hmm. Road, and then West Annapolis, right? Correct. Is, are they all the same? They aren't. The, the one where we are in Defense Highway Pro Area is really our full-service busiest office. And the other offices we've opened really as um, satellites because of need for overflow. We are landlocked in our current office, and there's demand um, for services that we 
can't provide quickly enough here at the main office, and so therefore we've had, had to add extra capacity, and we haven't been able to do it at the main office, so we would um, look for other places close by. For instance, the Bestgate office is really it's a place we're adding PET CT is what it is as the main part of what we're doing, which is the cancer imaging tool, right. but it also is neurology imaging, Alzheimer's imaging, and some other things that PET scans do really well. We don't have that in the main Annapolis office, so we, but we need it, and so that's why we opened that office there. Okay. Okay. So, you, so you've got so you've got some different technology in the different offices to accommodate what, what you're at. Well, I know out on the Bestgate Road, they've got the uh, Maryland Oncology Hematology that's uh, that's out in that area. They've got a an office. Correct. And, and so they'll so have a they'll be a heavy makes, utilizer of um, the the PET CT services. It probably makes sense. Yeah, go downstairs or go down the road and and mm-hmm. and figure it out for here. What is the future for CMI? Are you looking to more expansion, or are you looking yeah. to or pull your hair out some more? You know, thin the hair. Good, good question, and and I think it's more of the same. Do what we do as well as we can. Our expansion has always been very organic, and as you can see, you know, the, we've added maybe every other year, every year, maybe open an office or so, kind of historically throughout our history. Um, we have you know twelve or thirteen offices in, in twenty years. That's kind of been our growth rate. And we're still maybe on that rate, possibly. And our, when we open a new office, it's always been in a shoulder community, a place where we have a reputation, where people want us there, where people say, can you open a spot? It's the best place to do it. In this community, your, your reputation precedes you. We know you're going to be successful, and so please come and open an office here. So we've always done that, and it's been in, you know, adjacent zip codes, couple zip codes over, and um, that's really – so we don't have to go into a new community and start from scratch. We go because people are asking us to come because they say who, – who, who, Who's this sketchy Dr. Began's guy that's coming in and yeah, it, doing this? And you know, you know exactly what you're getting. That's fantastic. Right, and, and the first office was the hardest to open maybe, the, the Annapolis one, because we were an unknown quantity. We had to prove ourselves and 20 years ago, and, and we did the hard work then. And then once the reputation is built as a place that offers something special, it's easier to have that second and the third office and the fourth office. And it just it has kind of successes, you know, stood on the shoulders of past success. So we're looking for potential expansion, if it makes sense. And are you, I mean, obviously you're still young and active and involved in this, Mm -hmm. but as it goes down, do you have children that are looking to get into the field? Are you, with this, lucky to have two wonderful kids that are kind of, you know, college age and immediately post-college age. And neither one has said that they're looking to go into the uh, medical field. When I was their age, you know, I didn't know what I was doing necessarily either. You know, obviously, you are not the only doctor here. I mean, you've got a whole cadre right. of doctors that are right. So that we do with that, and that's what makes it okay. We we've got a, a team of like fifteen of what I think are the best radiologists that I've had a chance to work with at any place, and we're lucky to have them under our roof. And um, it allows me to kind of help be a member of a great team as opposed to you know have to do it all, and that's wonderful. And then the administrative staff, the management staff, the executive team is um, the dedication is of that group is so phenomenal and that makes it easy and it makes it fun and and it it means that I'm in no rush to do anything other than just keep doing what we're doing and do it as well as we can.
every come into work every morning with a smile on your face. Yeah. What's the worst part about owning your own business, especially one of this size? Well, I think you, when you say you come into work every morning, you, you actually don't do that because you're already at work when you're waking up in the morning. You're already at work when you're going to bed at night, and there probably is no um, real downtime. And you know, same thing with time off. You know, you if you're a, on vacation someplace, you're still at work. You know, that that's probably the beauty and the curse of small business and being a business owner. And you know, we've got. Um, couple hundred employees, 175 employees, maybe post-COVID, a smaller workforce. Mm -hmm. Luckily, we've been able to keep really everybody who wanted to keep working, working. We were really fortunate to be able to do that. And realizing that all those people have families and the success of the business is success of the practice. It's not just taking care of patients, which is our fundamental main purpose. But the ancillary thing is taking care of all those employees and all their families, and they all depend on their job, and they all depend on you know their mortgage payment, they their need car dinner, payments. Dinner on the table tonight, and and so that's the other thing. And you, if you think about it too much, it could drive you crazy. But you have to try to just um, no, take it in stride. True. How how did the medical industry work throughout COVID? I mean, obviously, I know the hospitals sort of pulled back on visitation and stuff like that. And I, you've heard all the stories about people going. Ooh, elective, you know, no, that torn ACL, I think I'll just limp around for another. Oh, and that that completely happened. I mean, all the orthopedic surgeries, you know, so a big part of our business is the things like the torn ACLs or the slip discs, the herniated discs in the back and the rotator cuff tears. Um, That those guys, doctors take care of those problems. They just stop taking care of those problems because of the state of emergency is all of anything non-COVID related, really, if it wasn't truly a life-threatening emergency, got shut down at the hospitals. So that meant there was no need to do radiology to look at that torn ACL. Because there was no surgery happening. And so we all, and I think it was universal, that over half of our patient flow for not just radiology, but all the practices got cut. You know, so we, we, we were, you know, went down to less than half of our normal kind of business. And that was always a challenge. We, we knew there's light at the end of the tunnel. We just didn't know how long that tunnel was going to be. So I did notice that it was funny when I walked in the front door. Uh, I'm vaccinated and I'm starting to feel a little bit confident myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walked in the front door and everybody in the waiting room had their masks on and behind the desk. And I went and said, I did like the Dorothy thing, said, oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. Went back out to my car, got my mask and came, and came back in. Is that is that a policy of the practice? To, that and, we... and it's a slow, slow change. And, and I think healthcare is going to maybe be the last adopter of kind of the open, voluntary, maskless um, approach. You know, our, our governor has a, a change in policy that's going to open things up. And I think um, medical offices are still probably going to be slower to become mask optional. But that's certainly, we see it happening in the in the probably not too distant future where may, maybe it's um, an honor system. If you're vaccinated, you don't wear a mask. Maybe that's the first step. Right. Um, and, but uh, we, we still kind of, there's an expectation of, of a certain number of our patients who want to feel safe and know that we are taking safety kind of maybe more seriously than anybody else. It gives comfort, even though there's another subset who maybe get a little frustrated because they're like, I'm done with masks. I don't want to wear it. So I think we're all done. We're all done with masks. But it's, it's walking a fine line, and, and you know we're not going to be the, 
jumping the the front of you know getting rid of the mask. But we're we're probably it's just around the corner for everybody. And, and I'll say from my misguided perspective too. I mean, I'm coming into a medical office. I'm like, well, well everybody here is sick. <laughs> you know, so, you know <laughs> well, regardless, I mean, you know, that broken arm does not do anything. We, we for- certainly get a share of people that are coming in because they have an acute illness that they don't know what it is, whether it's abdominal or chest right. or you know, and there there's COVID. St- still out there luckily um not at the level it was but it hasn't gone away knocking on wood on that one that's for sure dr begans thank you very much and congratulations for 20 years of chesapeake medical imaging again it's at 122 defense highway is the main office um their website actually has gotten a lot of information c-m-i-r-a-d which is chesapeake medical imaging radiation i guess radiology radiology dot net and right, it's N-E-T. Us, That's uh, C-M-I-R-A-D.net. And lots of information there. And if you're ever in the need of a, uh, of a, of a good practice that's, uh, that cares, um, it's not just a person passing through a machine that makes bumps and grinds and spits you out the other end mm-hmm. with, a, you know, with a piece of film. <laughs> right, uh, right. This right. is probably uh, the place that you want to go to, one of right. their many offices. And I appreciate your time today. And again, congratulations on 20 years. That's just uh, absolutely wonderful here in Annapolis. And I appreciate right. that you are locally owned. And I appreciate your small business. And I certainly appreciate your time today. Great. Well, it was wonderful having the conversation. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.